Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old school, we got the candy shop in the background, so that's we we can call this studio the candy shop. All right, that's what we're gonna name it for Nate. For for Nate, but uh, we are back. Uh, second segment. I wanted to get into uh, a little bit of the press conference, introductory uh, press conferences of the two new coordinators. First one to ask you guys, what do you guys think of them? I mean, I think Nebraska. I think if you're a coach in Nebraska, you're gonna win every press conference because. You're new, and every and I it, I think they fans give you, act like it's like, and I think they give you a pam- game seven pam- of the finals. <laughs> give you a pamphlet what to say to get everybody hyped up. Keith's got I, his talking points for yeah, him. Paul, yeah, talking. Look, okay, look, do you got it? Yeah, I got it. All right. Okay, go over it Run again. They probably do it. they might have like replica press conferences or something. <laughs> but first, I wanted to ask you guys what you guys thought about uh, Marcus Satterfield. Uh, some of his quotes, obviously, he's talking about having a fullback. And I was about to say, what do you think? Fullback is back. You, I'm asking you guys first, then I'll go. Well, I think I I look at Nebraska and, and when you guys were successful, Jay, I think it just starts with physical football. And I don't know if for some reason I just look at a fullback and I'm like, at least you're going to try and play physical football. Will you? I have no yeah. idea, but – as long as you're trying to play physical football, it sounds good to me. Because yeah. Nebraska, let's be entirely honest, you've talked about it, they have not been a physical football team for right. the past 10 years or however far yeah, you back you want to go. Not, yeah. Throw a fullback in there, grounded pound, let's play some physical f- football, mano e mano, rock and roll. Right. It not? scares me. I, I hope he just Why said the, the fullback to you know throw some of that red meat to the fans. Right. I, I still think that Michigan is more the blueprint for Nebraska than anything, right, yeah. the way they do things. Yeah. They run the ball. That's what they're based on. Don't see a lot of fullback. A couple right. good tight ends. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Have a playmaker or two outside. Be able to you know get in the shotgun, run it from multiple looks. I don't think you need to go back to a fullback to be physical. Right. I don't think you should have to. Right. So if you have one and it's different, you bust it out from time to time. Okay, cool. I just don't want it to be a staple. Right. Maybe that's a you no know, preference thing. I mean, I was the kid who grew up with Madden slinging it around 70 yeah. times a game. Well, Obviously yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Right. But... I, as long as they get back to some of that physical play and more pro style, right. fine by me. He, he did say that too. Well, I mean, you can. Well, the thing about Michigan and why I think it's just a little bit more difficult when you look at like a Michigan and Ohio State is that I mean they they can recruit to that. Unfortunately, yeah. Nebraska is not going to be able to get the biggest guy in the class or yeah. the fastest guy in the Maybe class. Maybe you want to look at old old Wisconsin how they. Do yeah, it. Sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Michigan might be a little bit difficult to replicate just because yeah. they have ten five stars every recruiting Pretty class or whatever right. it is. I don't know. I think, you know, really, to be honest with you, when you looked at South Carolina this year, they one of the most important pieces for their offense, and I should have had Nick ask him, was number 44 on their team. And I think Marcus Satterfield brought him from where he, I think he was at East Tennessee State or Tennessee mm-hmm. Tech or whatever. And he, he, you know, he wore 44, so technically he was a fullback type of tight end. Um, he was about 6'4", 265. 
But he was an integral partner in their offense. He helped him in pass protection as far as pretty much being another tight end, but he was physical. He helped him in the run game to where he can get out on edges because he was extremely athletic, and then he'd catch a couple passes. So I think that maybe that's his idea of fullback. I'm Kyle Usyk, itch? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little bit like that. I think he, he, if you think, I think it, I'd like to see a fullback that's more a new age fullback. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Where you, you know, he can block, he can catch, catch out of the backfield, right? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, he can get out on the edges, and then also I think that if he's athletic enough and big enough that where you can, you can you know, pimp the defense in the sense of, oh, we're in 21 personnel, but then he has enough <laughs> athletic ability to be really good in short area zones and he can free up other running backs. I think the, I think everybody's thinking fullback. You're thinking slashing. And, and you might – and you you know what? To be honest with you, you need somebody on like that on your roster. Janovich-esque. You, somebody. Like, like, hey, here he comes. Here comes the hammer. So, But then <laughs> – right? Straight up. But then you need a guy that's kind of like your, your Swiss Army knife that can, I feel – that can line up in the in the in the backfield in the fullback position or however you want, that can do different things. And I think Michigan does it more than what it seems like. They just have H backs tight ends that do it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They get yeah. it to a different way. And so I think you can do it. I think everybody's fixated on the word fullback, but I think that I just got right. off of South Carolina's offense. Right. When I saw forty four, um, you know, when I, I did a black shirt breakdown for rivals, um, he was, you know, granted it was ex the explosive plays that they were getting in the pass game and in the run game, and um, you know when Redhead Kingpin, their their quarterback, was doing his thing. Forty four was in every single play, so I think Satterfield is going to lean on that um, pro style. I like because I think that uh, you know usually pro styles are set up by the run or short short passing game that can be explosive, but now you just got to get guys that, you know, that can execute it quite, quite frankly up front. And um, their offensive line at South Carolina over the season, as the season went on, got better. And so that's where you got to start. If they can get a couple of these guys that commit, you know, if they get both of these guys this weekend, particularly if they can get one, that's a good Huge. weekend. Um, and from, from, you know, for them and the, <laughs> and the line, because, you, you know, you're starting to pick up guys that are more established now, you know what I mean? And so, you start to do that, you can start to see some, you know, fruits of your labor as far as how you're play calling. Do you think that this is an indication that maybe Nebraska is going to be playing under center some more? Because I was asking Rico earlier, yeah. I can't remember the last time Nebraska executed a quarterback sneak. Line up under the center. You need half a yard. Yeah. Go get that half. It's let's go in the shotgun. Let's pitch it outside. Right, yeah. that, I mean, if you got fourth and short, I hate that. Yeah, I, I hate it. Oh, yeah. Get a guy right behind him. Push him for the first right. down. I don't. I haven't even seen Nebraska snap the ball under center, but a right. handful of times. Right. I think when they did, it didn't look good. <laughs> it <was laughs> awful. Almost um, blew Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. with yeah, the victory formation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, another thing he said. He said they're going to huddle, mm -hmm. huddle up mm -hmm. some. Again, I think that you know he kind of you know look. They're well trained on what to say, whatnot. I think you're going to see some different stuff that I think can be effective. I think that you know um, huddling, huddling, huddling up. Um, can when we talked about the play clock issues or the, the the like say when the defense got off the field and then we you know had plays go too quickly on offense that was the worst that was detrimental to the whole game and so you can kind of you know uh, control the pace of the game a little bit like that but I think also if they decide to go under center you can give you some flexibility um, you got to develop quarterbacks you got to be able to do that do stuff like that I think you can do a little bit of both um, but you know like everything I think it starts up front. He did mention a mobile quarterback as right. well. Does that give Jeff Sims a leg up? Because Casey can move. He's not a running quarterback. But 
I I think we've seen recently that building a quarterback run game, you got to have Lamar Jackson, someone right. that level yeah, to be able which, to have you know that efficient of a run game. Right. Adrian Martinez had legs, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we can admit that. So I think it's just you know today's day and age of football, you got to have a quarterback that can at least get out of the pocket a little bit, even right. if you're not basing your run game on it, right? Yeah, I think Nebraska's always. I, I was talking to Steve Taylor about this where. Nebraska has always kind of fought what they need at quarterback, um, particularly last two coaches. You need a mobile quarterback. But I think what he's thinking, a mobile quarterback like Spencer Rattler that can throw and be effective on the run. A mobile quarterback is good. Not And Casey fits this as well. He does. <laughs> See, people try to say that Casey can't run. He can. But Casey threw the ball at an efficient enough rate. He never had to. And then when he was on the run, he was he was on the run to pass. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, guys are on the run to run the ball. That's how you don't finish the season. So you got to be able, you got to have a mobile quarterback that where you can, especially if your offensive line is struggling, or particularly like we saw last year, where you can move the pocket a little bit, and it actually makes the decision making a little bit less stressful because you kind of take half the field, half half the field read. So. I'll, it would bring, bring some more innovation. And um, I think Jeff Sims, yeah, of course, everybody, he's, he's, you know, probably maybe faster than Casey. But ultimately, if if people, if they go into a competition and about playing quarterback, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's Casey's going to be a hard guy to beat out. Um, he's got tremendous. As he should be. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got tremendous leadership skills and ability. Um, he can move. He knows football. He plays for the right reasons. He can throw the ball, um, and people get, get you know play for him. So it's a good problem to have. But I think you know I think from what I saw in South Carolina. Now I don't know who was calling plays, and you know you hear the stories of whether he won't call. I don't really care about all that. Beamer, or, 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 whoever Beamer. was the, right, whoever was calling the plays. <laughs> Virginia down Tech the, alumni. Down, I don't yeah. really care. I know that he's the <laughs> offensive coordinator here, so we're going to evaluate what he does here, and it better be good. Well, I don't. We don't have time to come back. Yeah, time for nonsense. We don't got time for it. Well, we don't need it. Well, no. dude, you got what you got. Figure it out. And that's what Whipple said he was going to do. Is he's going to tailor it to his guys? Clearly, yeah, that didn't yeah, happen. Whipple, Whipple was not tailoring anything. Whipple ran the razzmatazz. The last play that Whipple called while he was here <laughs> at Nebraska was razzmatazz. I mean, are you kidding me? Razzmatazz we're on paying, three. We're paying, <laughs> we're, we're, paying, we're, we're paying you $900,000, and you you running a whole bulk and hustle, and, the, and you're trying to – Annexation of Puerto Rico. Right, something. And you're, trying to, and you're trying to beat Iowa, and this is the best play you need, and we need a play run so the clock runs. And his – I will say, the only thing that I'll say in Mark Whipple's defense – is that he was dealing with a pretty rough offensive line because everyone said we got to run the ball more. Yes, that's great in theory, yeah. but when you run the ball, I mean, Anthony Grant's getting stopped two yards behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, like it was, and then and, they got and they're injury. playing for the run because you got Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers as your quarterback. Like it, mean, like there was a, a few factors. Now I'm not going to defend Mark Whipple that that, that yeah. much. Like, come on, let's be let's be realistic here. But there were a few situations that he was not dealt the best. I hand. do, I do. He didn't help himself out, and it wasn't perfect. But that's your last play that you remember. He ran the old whatever that is, old 49ers. Dude, what was that? Nobody even – dudes didn't even know what it was. Like, we still got this play in the playbook? <laughs> we haven't practiced this since week we, two. We ain't practiced this since spring ball. No wonder it looked – and it looked just like it. This looked, It looked the same way it looked in spring ball. Horrible. So, 
Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think you know we got a short segment here before uh, the end of the hour. Then we'll dive into Coach White. He has some interesting quotes, you know, as far as he's got to study the black shirts. Well, I mean, I can give him about three or four names, and I include myself that he can get information from. It's real easy. Don't make, don't try to make this about, but how you want to do. It. Just do what you need to do, and then move on. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? So, um, good. Another good segment, man. Time flies, man. We already got hour and 15 minutes left, man. It's like, you know, it's like Nate, you know, at the end of the school year, you want it to go by fast, mm-hmm. right? When you, this is like when we're in trouble, it goes by fast. You know what I mean? When you had to go home, you ever had that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No dad was waiting for you, so. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, I, right. Clock would be speeding, wouldn't it? Wait till yeah. your dad gets yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Nate Brennan, Austin. Jay Foreman, Old School, we'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.